0: So I'm going to do something that they teach you not to do in public speaking classes. I'm going to put you on the spot. So who here is or used to be afraid of the dark? Raise your hands. It's okay. Don't don't be ashamed. Look around. Not so you can name names later, but you have lots of company, right? And we get it, right? Right? The dark can be kind of scary, and especially for kids, if you are a parent that has or had little kids, what inevitably happens at some point during the week in the middle of the night? Knock, 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 tap, 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 in come the little feet, right? Why? Mommy, Daddy, I'm scared. Because the darkness can be scary, and not just for kids. It can be scary for adults, too. We might not like to admit that we're scared. But if all of the power in this building all of a sudden went off, this room was plunged into darkness, there's no light coming from outside because the sun is gone, would you sit there calmly, just waiting for the lights to come back on, or would you be frantically finding your cell phone to flip on the flashlight feature? Be honest, right? The darkness is unsettling at best. If you don't want to say scary, let's call it unnerving. Because it robs us of the primary sense that we use to see what's going on around us. We hear things, we smell things sometimes, but we don't, not like we see them, right? We know how far something is away from us. We can see danger coming. We can see the the thing we're about to trip over in our, our path. But we need light to do that. That's what makes the darkness unsettling, even scary. The thing is, when we're talking about darkness, we're not just talking about the absence of of physical light, right? Like the the light waves. We know this. We hear about it all the time in our world, right? Our world has some, some darkness in it. If you live here in our community in Falcon, you Probably heard just a couple of weeks ago about the woman who was kidnapped and assaulted in the middle of the day in broad daylight, not under the cover of darkness. And then her assailant, before he could be arrested, took his own life. And I think it made a lot of people wonder about the darkness even in his heart. And certainly the darkness in our world it can be a scary place. And that's actually our first takeaway this evening, the first fill in the blank in your worship folder if you'd like to follow along, it's that our world can be a dark place. Because if that was an isolated incident, if that was like a, a one in a bajillion, we might go, okay, it's not really so bad, but turn on the news, scroll through your headlines, pull up your feed, and what do we see? We see anger. And violence and greed and corruption and hatred and outrage and, and vitriol. And people spewing things that I can't imagine that they would actually say those words. And a world that's horribly politically divided. And not just, I don't agree with you and you don't agree with me, but we're looking for other people to fail and to hurt and to ruin this world is a dark place. But you know what's even scarier? There's a truth that's, that's much more frightening than this one. It's that the darkness isn't just out there. It's that the darkness is in here, and it's in here. It's that we've all got a darkness in our hearts and in our minds, and I don't just mean like in a two-faced kind of, you know, you see one side and then there's the other. We've got darkness, right? Maybe you're living in the darkness of grief or pain. Maybe you're living in the darkness of guilt or shame. Maybe you're living in the darkness of depression, the feeling of, of hopelessness. we know what it feels like to live in darkness don't we and that's scary and that's why it's our second takeaway this evening that even scarier than the darkness in the world that i have a darkness in my heart in my life and it scares me and there's a reason that i had you fill in the blank in first person Because we can all write those words as our own and own them. Because they're universally true. Every single human being can write that down. That I have a darkness in me. And it scares me. God knew that. And God addressed that. And he used a messenger to do it. This messenger's name was Isaiah. And he lived 600 years before Jesus was born. 600 years before that first Christmas. So 2,600 plus years before this Christmas. And he wrote about a darkness. A darkness in the world and a darkness in the lives of people. And what's interesting is the darkness that he wrote about then is really no different than the darkness today. It's the same darkness that we struggle with. The darkness of guilt and grief and conflict and fear. And so he wrote some words that we're going to look at in just a moment. And they're words that talk about darkness. But they talk about an answer to the darkness. They talk about God's answer the darkness let's take a look at isaiah chapter 9 beginning at verse 2 god says the people walking in darkness have seen a great light on those living in the land of deep darkness a light has dawned." god was going to send a light a light to shine in the darkness the darkness of this world the darkness of our lives and that light was going to have life-changing, hope-giving, eternal effects. That's what we see in the next verses. Take a listen. You, God, have enlarged the nation and increased their joy. They rejoice before you as people rejoice at the harvest. right? Something that's been waited for. As warriors rejoice when dividing the plunder. For as in the day of Midian's defeat, you have shattered the yoke that burdens them the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor. Every warrior's boot used in battle and every garment rolled in blood will be destined for burning, will be fuel for the fire. See, the people that God's light was coming to, they, they were waiting. They were waiting for this like a harvest, right? Like a farmer who's planted crops and waited until they'd get just the right time. And this is going to be a great day. And this is going to bring about peace, right? Every warrior's boot, gone. There's no more need. So when's this light coming? And how are we going to know when the light is here? Well, God tells us. For to us, a child is born. To us, a son is given. And the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, the light that God promised, the light that would come and shine into our darkness, that light was going to be born. That's how that light was coming into this world. Be born into the world as a child. Born into this world as a son. That child was going to come, but he was going to be different. That child was going to be able to save us from darkness because he had no darkness in himself. Because that child is God. And that's what those descriptions, right? Maybe you've heard those words before and Christmas cards, Christmas carols, that this child who's going to save, who's the light, he is wonderful counselor. He is this perfect, all-knowing God, who loves and guides and directs perfectly. He is the mighty God, powerful. He's the everlasting Father. From from beginning to end, he has none. And he loves you like a dear father loves his child. And he's the prince. But he's the prince of peace. Because that's what we heard those kids, those little messengers tell us just a few moments ago, isn't it? that those messengers on the first Christmas announced to the world that a Savior has been born to you and that he's come to bring peace on earth. So how does that work? Because, well, there's still darkness, isn't there? There is. There's darkness out there and there's darkness in here, but, but here's the thing. This light... The light of Jesus has come to bring light. And that's our our third takeaway this morning, or this evening, excuse me, that Jesus is the light that shatters my darkness. See, all of the darkness that we have in our lives, that's all the result of something that God calls sin. We, We talked about it, we said it earlier in our worship service, Sin is very simply doing the things God says not to do and not doing the thing God says to do. It's failing. And here's the thing, our sin, our failure, our darkness, well, that's something we very much should be afraid of. Because God is very clear that sin is ultimately always results in death. Now we understand why darkness scares us, don't we? the darkness of sin. But there's actually a worse result that God tells us about and it's because our sin breaks a relationship with him, right? We heard earlier that our darkness, God is light and he has no darkness in him at all. He can't coexist with those who live in darkness. And the result that we deserve as a a result is to be eternally separated from him. We have a right to be scared of the darkness. But Jesus, Jesus was born to root out that sin, to take away the root problem that causes all of our grief and our fear and our conflict and all of our sin. See, Jesus came to crush sin to destroy its power, to free you from darkness. That's what he came to do, to shine his light, the light of forgiveness on those living in the darkness of guilt and shame, to shine the light of hope on those struggling with depression or hopelessness, to shine the light of life on those who are afraid to shine the light of of healing on those who are hurting and in conflict. Jesus came to shine his light on you because he gave his life for you. See, his light, the light of his life, he willingly took that and laid it down. He allowed it to be nailed to the cross by darkness itself and he took on himself all of our darkness all of our sin so that we would be free and that's the good news friends that's what i want you to know that's what i want you to know this evening because that's what christmas is all about but jesus isn't just for christmas the light that he shines isn't just this one magical night, right? Jesus is different than all the rest of the Christmas lights that we put up. The lights you'll see here, the lights at your home, the lights on your tree, the lights across the street from my house, right? Those lights, and, and I won't judge, maybe you're the 26 kind of people where everything disappears. Maybe you wait until you have a day off of work. Maybe you wait till the weather gets nicer. But eventually those lights are coming down, getting wrapped up, put in a box, put on a shelf, and stored for 11 months. But that's not the light that comes at Christmas. No, that's our our last takeaway this evening, that the light of Jesus, it shines for me, for you, every day. His forgiveness, his peace, his hope, Those are for you this evening, absolutely, and I pray that you bask and and enjoy the glow of Christmas. It's a special time, but it's not just tonight. It's every day. And so as you leave here this evening, I pray that you take it with you, and I pray that you come back. We are so glad that you are here this evening to find the light of the world, Jesus our Savior, the light of Christmas but we don't want to share that light with you just once. We want that light to be a part of your life, the, the forgiveness, the hope, the peace that we have every time we hear the good news of Jesus. And so this evening, as you head out to your Christmas celebrations and you head out into the darkness, go with the light. Go with the light of Jesus that's shining in your hearts, the light that saves. The light of the world, the light for you. Amen.